Hello, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode of Really Dicey. I'm Manny. And I'm RJ. And today we are reviewing the RuneQuest starter set by Chaosium. I've never had the pleasure of playing RuneQuest RPG growing up. It's one of those games growing up that I've always heard great things about, but I never could find a group to join in and, and learn about it. Uh, I've been keen to buy into core books, but I wasn't sure if I want to invest money in a product that I'm not too sure what it's like. Um, so I'm very glad that the starter set exists now, that we can explore the world of Glorantha for the first time. So first, we'll take a look at the basic rules of RuneQuest to give you an idea of what the game is like. Starting with the basics. Uh, RuneQuest uses a percentile or D100 system. So for most rolls, you'll roll two 10-sided dice and designate which die is the 10s digit and which one's the ones digit. And you read the result of a roll like nine on the 10s die and four on the ones die as 94. A character's abilities have values such as 50 or 65, uh, which are the percentage chance of succeeding with that skill or ability. You roll percentile dice, and if the result is below your skill or ability's value, then you succeed. Irrespective of a character's ability, you always have a 5% chance of succeeding automatically, called a critical success, by rolling a 1 to 5. And you always have a 5% chance of failing miserably, called a fumble, by rolling a 96 to 100. Uh, these are similar to critical hits or critical misses in D20 systems. But these apply to all skill and ability roles, not just combat attack roles. You also have approximately a 20% chance of rolling a special success, which is better than a success, but not as good as a critical success. The exact numbers you have to roll depend on your ability's value, and there's a table that you consult to determine the outcome. For opposed checks, opponents each make their own ability checks and compare their outcomes. A critical success beats a special success, which beats a success, which beats a failure, which beats a fumble, and ties are possible. Characters, so let's talk about characters. Uh, each character has seven characteristics, uh, strength, constitution, size, dexterity, intelligence, power, and charisma. Each has a value, usually between one to 20. If you've played a D20 system, then these probably look familiar. Uh, size is interesting because it's your character's physical mass and it affects hit points and damage and combat reach. Each character also has these attributes which are derived from the characteristics we just mentioned. Hit points, which is how much damage the character can withstand before dying. Uh, move, which is how quickly they move. Strike ranks, which is how quickly they act in combat. Uh, rune points is how powerful their rune magic is and magic points, which is how powerful their spirit magic is. Um, damage bonus, which is how hard you hit, and healing rate, how quickly they heal. And then finally, each character has various abilities with values ranging from one to 100 or even higher. Skills are abilities and include a wide variety of topics such as dodge, drive chariot, fast talk, uh, using a specific type of shield or melee weapon. What's interesting is that there is a speak own language skill for how well you speak your own language and a speak other language skill for each other language that you speak. And any speaking related skills such as charm or orate are capped by the value of the speak language skill depending on what language you're speaking. 
A neat mechanic in this game is augmenting abilities with other ones. That means you use one ability, such as Drive Chariot, to support a main ability check, such as Intimidate. So you would use Drive Chariot and Intimidate to project the menacing and powerful persona as you drive your chariot onto the battlefield. To do this, you first roll the supporting ability. The result of that will grant you a bonus on your main ability roll. So for example, a critical success with your supporting ability will give you a 50% bonus on your main ability check, while a failure on your supporting ability might give you a 20% penalty and longer lasting penalties for the rest of the scene. Skills aren't the only abilities. Passions are another type of ability. They're concepts like uh, devotion, love, loyalty, hate, and fear. And they're associated with a group or entity. They also have a value, like any other ability, and are very useful for augmenting abilities. So for example, you might use your love of family passion to augment a search role when looking for your lost sibling. And these passions are gained through role play. The last type of ability is runes. There are 16 runes and they represent various concepts such as truth. And many of them have opposite runes, such as the illusion rune, which is the opposite of the truth rune. The value of a character's rune ability reflects their devotion to that rune's meaning and probably to one of the gods that embody that concept. They can be used for augmenting other abilities and also for rune magic, which we'll talk about next. But there are two and a half types of magic in RuneQuest. Uh, rune magic, spirit magic, and sorcery, which is based on rune magic and is rarer. Each one of these has spells that characters can cast. To cast a spell, a character rolls to succeed in the casting. They don't just automatically cast the spell. There are 94 rune magic spells in the basic rules, including spells like Turn Undead, uh, Divination, and Resurrect. To cast spells, you roll the spell's associated rune ability, and you spend some rune points. And these points are replenished on holy days through ritual worship. You get your initial stash of rune points by permanently sacrificing points from your power uh, characteristic to a god. Spirit magic is similar. Uh, there are 37 spirit magic spells in the basic rules, such as sleep, protection, and dull blade. To cast a spirit magic spell, there's no ability to develop and roll for. Uh, instead, you make a resistance roll that pits your power characteristic against the target's power characteristic. There is a table to consult for this. Uh, then you spend some magic points and you can spend additional magic points to improve the spell's power. Parallel to our everyday reality is a spirit world where spirits live. And there are three skills that characters have to interact with spirits and even travel the spirit world. Uh, characters who develop these shamanic skills can awaken a part of their soul that can stand guard over their physical body while they travel the spirit world. Finally, let's take a look at how combat works in RuneQuest. Uh, first of all, RuneQuest uses the metric system. A combat order is determined by the strike rank system. At the beginning of each round, everyone describes what they're intending to do. And then the strike rank system assigns order to the actions based on what weapon you're using, how much movement you're doing, and what kind of spell you're casting. Attacks are rolled like other abilities, percentile dice compared to your attribute percent value. Targets can then roll 
to parry the attack, which can reduce the damage or even damage the attacker's weapon. There's a table for this. Targets can also roll to dodge attacks if they choose. Hit locations are determined randomly using a table and they have different effects. Uh, called shots are possible, but they reduce your attacks go by half and they're the slowest. There are also rules for disarming, grappling, uh, knocking back, etc., etc. And when a character falls to zero hit points, they die. Uh, that starts an afterlife process where your spirit travels for some time through the underworld, and then the judge of the dead determines your fate. Uh, you can be resurrected at any point before that judgment occurs. After that, good luck. Now we're going to talk about the rest of the books in the starter set. Um, the first half of book two, World of Glorantha, deals with world setting. But the second half gives you a bunch of detail on Johnstown, uh, a city where your characters will most likely start in. The 64-page book has enough information here to do a whole campaign. You get an explanation about uh, the Gage of Bronze and what that means exactly. Um, you learn about the great kingdoms of this world and the relationship with Sartar, the lands where your characters start in. Religion is an important facet to the setting. So you get pages dedicated to the gods and how ingrained belief is to your community. Runes play a key part as well. And this book does a great job in explaining its connections to magic and the gods. In a nutshell, for those of you who have never heard of RuneQuest before, imagine a place influenced by ancient Greek, Persian, and Babylonian mythology and culture. And as much as I enjoyed the first half of the book, the second half focusing on Johnstown, I really enjoyed. It's very fleshed out. You get maps, detailed sections of the city, who has power, who doesn't have power. How does the economy work here? Uh, what are the differences between the scholar and merchant quarters? Why you may want to avoid the night stalkers? You learn about the, the guilds, uh, farmers, militia, uh, so much more, and how it's all related to the city, which is fantastic. There's a lot of stats for the NPCs that you will meet in the city, and there's information, of course, of wildlife outside of it. For only 64 pages, there's a lot here to explore. And as great as books one and two are, this starter set, in my opinion, will not be as successful without book three, Solo Quest, because learning request is great, but actually applying all this without players especially in the beginning, is, is, is very difficult. Sometimes when I want to introduce a new game to my players, I sort of want to play it first so I get the feel of the tone of it right. Um, this is where this book comes in. It's a choose-your-own-adventure 60-page book where you play Fasana, daughter of Fanan, and you have the character sheet. And here you, you can learn, uh, as you're playing the, the choose-your-adventure, you learn how to, how roles work, um, how you could be injured and possibly die. This booklet is very replayable. I can see myself lending this out to a friend so they can play and become acquainted with RuneQuest as well. Book four, Adventures, is 84 pages. It has three adventures in total, plus adventure seeds. There are great sections to help new game masters run these adventures. I don't want to spoil the stories in here, but this book does a really good job in guiding new players and being comfortable with their characters. There are maps and illustrations to help explain and, and, and lay out the setting. And, um, and of course, there's, there's also rules about how to, how to deal in being in certain situations. One thing that I'm really impressed with is that most starter sets have about five to six pre-generated character sheets to choose from, but this has 14. 
and the pre-generated character sheets art and design are spectacular. All the information gathered is, is done in a neat way. Some character sheet design I, in, from other systems, I have spent minutes trying to find where the information I'm looking at is placed, uh, but with these, I had no trouble whatsoever. The maps also contained within are gorgeous and easy to understand. So in conclusion, in my opinion, the purpose of starter sets is to, is to introduce new players to a game system so that not only uh, they can understand the rules and the setting with ease, but they also have the tools so they can start a game quickly. The RuneQuest starter set exceeded that and more. This is an excellent starter set. It's affordable, the, pre the presentation is excellent, and the layout of information is clean. The RuneQuest mechanics have a lot of the hallmarks of uh, an older role-playing game, such as percentile dice and plenty of tables to reference. I enjoy systems that allow characters to respond to attacks with rolls because it keeps the players actively involved in that moment. I also appreciate that casting spells is treated like any other difficult task and success isn't guaranteed. The magic system is simple enough uh, but the combat system is a bit fiddly, uh, specifically the strike rank system. Uh, it attempts to model initiative in a more realistic way than a simple dexterity check would. But it does add some number crunching to each round of combat. But I think rune magic and runes as augmenting belief systems is what makes this game stand out and brings character devotion and motivation into the mechanics. Are, are any of you fans of RuneQuest? Is there any book would you like us to review and check out? Let us know in the comments below. Thank you for watching. Everyone have a happy holidays and we'll see you next year. Take care.